CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Hello, friends. Jim Nance filling in for the General Cigar Dave. Coming to you today from Augusta National. A tradition unlike no other. The Masters, the one time of year in sports where the most awkward championship ceremony takes place in Butler Cabin, where I get on my knees and fillet the current Augusta National President before the Green Jacket presentation. As we look over the majestic course here at Augusta National, one can only think of the outstanding pimento cheese and egg salad sandwiches that are available for a measly $1.50. And as we look at all the members of Augusta National whose average age is 478 years of age, one can only hope that they'll make it to the end of this four-day tournament. And as I talk in this hushed voice for the next four days, trying to suck up so CBS will be able to once again continue to bring you the exceptional coverage from Augusta National. I'm only reminded by the time that one of our announcers talked about the fast bikini wax greens and the next thing you know he was fired. Whether it's Hootie Johnson who talks like this, hello Jim, thank you so much, what a great tournament we had, or last year's president Billy Payne, or the new president, Fred Ridley, who actually hails from the cigar city of Tampa, who I have never met, who I don't know. He could be a white cracker. He could be an alta cocker old guy. Or he could be a youthful guy. We have no idea until we see that ceremony at Butler Cabin. But all I can say is as I suck up to all those players, members, and executives of Augusta National, let us all take in the spirit. Let us all take in the moment. Let us all fantasize about getting that green jacket. That is all from Augusta National. Let the sucking up commence. Ah, yes, the most awkward ceremony in sports when we see Jim Nance get on his knees and perform, I guess we could say, Semper fellatio on, on the current August, Augusta National President. It used to be Hootie Johnson who talked like this. Well, Jim, thank you so much for coming out to our tournament here. For all us white cracker boys, you know, us genteel southerners, we're just so proud of this tournament. 
Now, when we had to give it to Tiger and VJ Singh, well, it did cause a little riff because, you know, we prefer to give it amongst our own. I'll tell you, I have had people, by the way, first of all, long ash greetings and salutations, a long ash snappy salute, Semper Delectatio. Hey, later tonight with the harem, Semper Velatio, too. Uh, as always, make America great again. Long live the Alpha. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Now, I have had people that have come to me, big golfers, that have said, Dave, you won't believe what I did this weekend. And I'm like, I don't know. How many bridges? Screw 60 broads? I don't know. What? Tell me. I played Augusta National. And the way they talk, it's like they talk like Jim Nance. I played Augusta, like in the hushed, muted tones. I played Augusta National. I'm like, what do you want, a medal or a monument? Oh, you have no idea. The Just being able to play and the history, I'd, I had goosebumps and tingles. I'm like, mazel tov, what? great, what else? I mean, these people that like think that it's like the ultimate mecca, you get out of Augusta National, it's a dump. Now, Augusta National, beautiful course, there's history, no question about it. Would I want to be a member of that club? Look at the membership roster, hell to the no. And I've had umpteen people that show me the hat or a shirt that they got. I'm like, great, who cares? Like, they think that I should bow down and, and, and start kissing their ass. That's not going to happen. And I tell every one of them, I will play Pebble Beach. I'll give you 10 courses I would play. I'll give you 100 courses I would rather play before Augusta National. Zero desire to play Augusta National. Do I watch it? Sure. Great tournament. You know, the history, all that BS. But that... Butler cabin ceremony and watching Jim Nance. I'll tell you, when Pat Summerall hosted it, he never got on his knees like Jim Nance. Pat Summerall was always himself. He was always very pleasant. He was looked at as an equal with the club president, whereas now Jim Nance views it. And that shows you Jim Nance is a beta because when you watch, it almost is. Remember how Obama used to bow down to foreign leaders? He'd bow to the Japanese leader, bow to the Saudi Arabian king. When you look at Jim Nance... And he shakes when, when, when after uh, the, the club president, Augusta National President, says, thank you all for our wonderful tournament. Thank you all to our viewers and our patrons for watching. And now at this time, I'd like to bring in our good friend from CBS, Jim Nance. Jim Nance almost walks in with like his head down, bowed down in reference, like, like he's going to curtsy like to the queen. That is, he shows ultimate betaness. Instead, Pat Summerall would always walk in, head held high, shook the president's hand, had a conversation. But when you watch Jim Nance, the sucking up that goes on is so nauseating. I got to take like a hundred tums or rollades before, otherwise I'm going to start puking. It's so nauseating. The one thing I will say though at Augusta National, and I did reference it in my little opening bit. Oh no, correction that. I have a Jim Nance voice in the opening bit, friends, is the food and beverage selections at Augusta National are reasonably priced. I do have to give them that. Two things. They limit the amount of commercial time during the hour. I have to give them that. And I also have to give them credit because they do keep the prices reasonable. They don't gouge anyone. I'm looking right now. We'll post this on social media and, and, uh, and CigarDave.com. We will post the menu board. I'm, I'm looking at a picture and they say, selections at the Masters. Egg salad sandwich and pimento cheese. Egg salad, okay. Pimento cheese, eh, not so much. A buck fifty. A barbecue sandwich, three bucks. The Masters Club sandwich, two fifty. Actually, I think it's turkey, lettuce, tomato, bacon, and a little bit of uh, white cracker bread 
on the top from all the 158-year-old members at Augusta National. Uh, let's see. Grilled chicken wrap, 3 bucks. If you look at their Master's Blend fresh brewed coffee, a buck fifty. Breakfast served here until ten. Sausage biscuit, a buck fifty. Fresh mixed fruit, two bucks. The mo- What's interesting is bottled water, soft drinks, two bucks is more expensive than the egg salad and pimento cheese sandwich, which I find interesting. And the chips and the peanuts are a buck fifty in the sandwich. It should be the other way around. But in any event, so I have to give them credit on that. Would I want to be a member of that old cracker bread? club never in a million years because if you look at the membership roster they don't publicize it but i've looked over it oh there's two women now condoleezza rice who's a traitor to america i've talked about that before she was warned by george Tenet, the director of the cia a few days before the 9-11 attack she completely ignored him after he made the trek along with his deputy to the white house to see her and 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 raise and say look something's going on with our our aviation system and she totally ignored it. She should be tried for treason and convicted appropriately. As far as I'm concerned, she's a traitor. I'm tired of the BS. Oh, Condoleezza Rice, she's so great. Enough. And then uh, the, the CEO of IBM was a female. So they have two females. Big deal. Big deal. But when you look at the membership roster, there's nobody that I look and say, man, that looks like a fun group of guys to hang out with. Boring. Have zero interest in Augusta, Augusta National. I'll probably watch. I'm not a big fan of watching golf on television. I think I'd prob- you know, probably rather watch you know, uh, paint dry because it's probably more exciting. But I'll, I'll watch maybe an hour, an hour and a half throughout the weekend. But I'm not a very big – I like to play golf, but I don't like to watch golf. Very boring. It's like baseball. You know, I'll pick up four or five innings here and there, but if I've got to watch an 18-inning game that's going in extra innings, forget about it. Not interested. Hockey, yes. Football, yes. College basketball, yes. NBA, no thanks. Golf, eh, not so much. Rather play. But I'll watch a few hours. But I do get a kick out of watching that Butler Cabin ceremony, watching the sucking up. And we'll see if Jim Nance sucks up to Fred Ridley, who actually, I believe, is an attorney from the Tampa area, who is the new president of, uh, of Augusta National. So he's uh, probably younger. If he Listen, if they have a president below 145 years of age, that's considered young. So I don't know. I think this guy's probably in his uh, late 50s, 60s, an attorney. Uh, again, there's a picture of him with Billy Payne wearing their funny, goofy green jackets. Uh, but in any event, we'll see. We'll watch it this week, and we will go. F- oh, actually, Fred Ridley, his claim to fame from born in Lakeland, Florida originally, he's 65. So that's actually pretty uh, pretty young. They normally like him around 90 to 120. Uh, but he actually played as an amateur, or as, as Hooter, uh, Hootie Johnson used to say, an amateur. He played an amateur uh, and there's a, in the 1976 Masters Tournament. And uh, actually, there's a picture of him walking with Jack Nicklaus. So he played, I think, as an amateur. So very, very, and I don't know if he was an amateur champion or what the deal was. But they only hire, you know, those kind of guys. You know, they're real cracker bread, old-time uh you know, watch tight guys. They don't. They don't. They don't hire any of the fun guys. They're all stayed. They got a stick up their ass. If you look at all the Augusta National members, most of them stick up their ass. Very boring. Not fun. You know. Hello. Will you pass the gray poupon, please? That's the kind of membership you're gonna get at Augusta National. That's why I have zero interest in ever playing Augusta National. Who was it? Uh, Groucho Marx said. I would never become a member of any club that would have me. Very poignant uh, 
poignant statement by cigar connoisseur Groucho Marx. All right, when we come back, a lot to get to today. I'm going to talk about the betas that are over at Facebook. Facebook now, it is coming out. They are incredibly intrusive into your data. They've been manipulating, and I think they're very manipulative. And when you look at Mark Zuckerberg, who is the CEO, Sheryl Sandberg, who's the COO, Mark Zuckerberg now, he wants big lib, and he wants to eventually run for president. He's already gone to Iowa, slowly kind of making the rounds. Well, I'm sorry, but this kid, kid, he's, a, he's an adult. This guy has the personality of a testicle. No, a testicle has more personality, actually, than he does. He's like, he makes Hillary Clinton look like, uh, like the second coming of, uh, I don't know, uh, you know Jack, uh, Jack Kennedy, who was very outgoing and a gregarious candidate. And then Sheryl Sandberg, who wrote that, that book that all the lib media just kissed her ass and gave her publicity, talking about leaning in. Women, women need to lean in. Women need to take their rightful place. Lean in. Take charge of the conversation. She leaned in so much that she's nowhere to be found. She leaned out to her safe space, both of them. When the shiatsu hit the fan, what did they do? Mums the word. Silence. An alpha goes, makes a statement, goes to the front of the pack, deals with the situation head on. These two wussified betas have moved to the back of the line. They went to their safe space. And that's why, I, I'll tell you, I've not posted on Facebook in a while. I have not been a huge fan of Facebook. I use Twitter far more. Then I do Facebook. We post on everything on the Cigar Dave site. But personally, just not a big Facebook. And I just find it, they are intrusive. And what we're finding now is the intrusiveness has gone to extremes, even going through your own messenger, your Facebook messenger, where they're censoring various items. That, to me, unacceptable. They are like Big Brother. And when this happens, they cook their own goose. They will be regulated. So we will talk about that uh, second hour for our Cigar Masters Series will be joined by John Huber, the co-founder and co-owner, co-proprietor of Crowned Head Cigars. As we come to you today from Augusta National, there we go, we have the music, our Cigar Masters Series. As we look at the wrapper, filler, and binder of this magnificent cigar, as we look at the fields growing incredible wrapper leaf, as we look at the wonderful shade-grown Connecticut shade wrapper. As we look at the incredible fields where these leaves will one day be turned into cigars that you will smoke and enjoy. And we will go to the Alpha Cabin and speak with John Huber as I walk in and talk like Jim Nance. Maybe I should do the entire Cigar Master's Hour with John in this Jim Nance voice. All I can say is after doing it now for about 30 seconds, I'm sick and tired of it. I'm fed up with it. So when we come back, we will get into talking about what the nonsense at Facebook. Also, we'll talk about the woman who attacked YouTube. Some interesting, interesting little side notes that you're not hearing from the Agenda Libstream media. We will talk about that. We'll enjoy the inter correction, the global Litation and libation ceremony. Much to get to, as always, today, front and center. I am the Global Alpha, the Global Five Star in Chief. We will continue front and center. 
Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app. For Apple, Android, and Kindle devices, you can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. The Cigar Dave Show is available 24-7, 365 via the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, iPhone, as well as Amazon Kindle. You don't need to be in front of a radio. You just need to have your mobile device ready to go. And you can listen to me take on the enemies of pleasure. Talk about the alpha male good life as we talk cigars, spirits, diversions, grilling, everything associated with the alpha male good life. So go download the Cigar Dave mobile app today, presented by Diamond Crown. And you can listen to the show live, noon to 2 Eastern time, anywhere around the world. And as soon as the show is done, we run a continuous loop. The show is also available on demand. Also our Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and the ability for you to record a message and send it directly to us. So go right now, if you've got an Android, an iPhone, or the Amazon Kindle, Go and download the Cigar Dave mobile app presented by Diamond Crown. Never miss a minute of a Cigar Dave show with a Cigar Dave mobile app. Like a mighty oak, standing in the face of gale-force winds of political correctness, it's the General Cigar Dave. Dave. All right, big controversy. Zach Prescott, the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, in trouble. Why? Because a video has emerged that people are not happy about. Dak Prescott in a Miami nightclub, enjoying a libation, no problem. But what is his sin? <gasps> He's smoking a cigar. Now they're saying, well, it's a pre-rolled cigar. Well, most cigars are pre-rolled, ding, ding, ding. But they're saying, well, was it a blunt? Okay, there was a plastic tip. Now, nothing wrong with a cigar that's plastic tip, but a guy like Dak Prescott, you're in a nice Miami Beach nightclub. You should be smoking a premium hand-rolled cigar. But now they're trying to make it like, oh, is it a blunt? No, maybe the guy just likes a Swisher Sweet or a Have a Tampa Nugget. 
But they're making it a big deal because the guy is smoking a lit cigar. <gasps> oh, the horror, the tragedy. Give me a freaking break. All right, let's talk about that before I get to Facebook in just a little bit. The YouTube murderer, the YouTube uh, terrorist, the shooter. I find it amazing. Her name, Nassim Agdam. You have not heard this on the agenda stream and lame stream and libstream media. She was a vegan, a PETA-supporting environmental activist. You haven't heard that she's a big PETA nutcase wackadoodle, a PETA terrorist. You haven't heard that she's a vegan. And, of course, she didn't use an AR-15. Isn't it amazing how they're already trying to sweep this under the rug? Why? Oh, well, because she's foreign. She's from Iran. Two, she's vegan. Great. And she's an environmental activist. Fine. She didn't use an AR-15. She used a handgun. But I find it amazing. You're not hearing a lick. It's already disappeared after just a few days. Gone. Gone. Where are all the protesters saying, hey, this woman was this, this, this murderer, was a vegan, was a PETA environmentalist uh, activist? Not a word, because it doesn't jive with the libstream media. Because what they want is to focus strictly on men and boys. The fact that she's from Iran, Muslim, oh, we're not going near that. And the fact that she's a vegan, big PETA card-carrying member, we're not going to go near that. Swept right under the rug. Unreal. Incredible. There is absolutely a double standard. Now, had that shooter, even if it had been a male who was not a vegan, who was not an environmentalist, I guarantee you, a male, they would have absolutely gone after it. We would hear it nonstop. By the way, this woman had a bumper sticker on her car that read, Meat is murder quoted Hitler in her videos. Militant animal rights activist, vegan. Again, meat is murder. No, who's the murderer? I enjoy red meat. Had a beautiful steak last night. Cooked it great. Medium rare, Pittsburgh style, right in the cast iron skillet. Outstanding. Who's the murderer? I'm not the murderer. Eating meat's not murder. What this woman did was murder. This terrorist did. But again, the Libstream media, nowhere to be found. Now, I guarantee you, we haven't heard a word from David Hogg, Boss Hogg, on this. Why not? Why not, Mr. Gun Control Activist? Why no words? Ah, the double standard. Global Litation and Libation Ceremonies next. Get the latest cigars, hand-picked by the General, each month, delivered straight to your door. When you join the Cigar Dave Officers Club for just $22.95 a month, you'll receive three premium cigars in a customized Ziploc Cigar Dave pouch. To join, go to CigarDave.com. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The 
best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Lightation Maneuvers. As I come to you today from the Alpha Cabin here in the Cigar City, from Command Center Alpha, there's no way I'm going to do the lightation ceremony sounding like a wussified beta gymnast. Not going to happen. I have pulled out a cigar that doesn't always get the love that it should because there's so many other great cigars within the lineup, and I'm talking about the Camacho Criollo. And it is spelled C-R-I-O-L-L-O. People will say Criollo. Criollo. Full flavor without the full throttle. That is the tagline. Nice medium-bodied cigar. Beautiful yellow band on it. Nice dark wrapper. This uses a Criollo 1998 wrapper grown in Honduras. They use a fourth priming, which packs a lot of peppery spice. There's Dominican-grown Peloto Cubano in the filler, as well as some Criollo 98. And in the binder, they use a Corojo, a very nice Corojo, which gives you some very a little bit of spice in there. So it's a beautiful complected cigar, six different sizes. And I normally like the Toro. Toro is my favorite size, a 6x54, but I'm actually going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to go with a more of a Figurado type of cigar. I'm going to go with the Torpedo. I'm going to go specifically with, well, do I want a Torpedo or do I want a Churchill? I'm just debating here what I want to do. Hmm. Let's see. You know what? I think I'm going to go with the Churchill. I'm going to go with the 7-inch by 48 Churchill. I want a nice big cigar, so let me pull that one out here in the from the humidor that is sitting on my desk here. I've got that right here at Command Center Alpha. Beautiful, just dark wrapper, this Criollo 98. Hmm. Smells incredible, and I love the band. I love the vertical band with Camacho. I love the total repackaging. Dylan Austin, now the VP of Marketing, who oversees Avo and Camacho, just done a phenomenal, phenomenal job on reblending, repackaging, repositioning the Camachos. Their, their slogan is Live Loud. Great cigars, great price. You're looking at the $7, $8 category. Beautiful stick, medium body. That's what I will enjoy today. My Camacho Criollo. Incredible. Fantastic. Lovely Churchill, seven inches, 
by 48 ring gauge. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. Mm, can't wait to get to this. Already got it in my mouth. Double edged stainless steel guillotine ready to go. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Last week, I told you about a new litation device from the Cigar Dave R&D Laboratories called the Mala. Make America lightate again. Humongous tank, giant flames. I said, this is what I've got to use. I love it. Addicted to the thing. Listen, listen to this thing. Humongous. This thing lights the cigar in like a third less time. Does a great job. That's what I will use. My Cigar Dave... Research and development prototype Mala. Make America lightate again. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut. Let me gently toast the foot of this cigar. Oh yeah, listen, listen to that flame. Gently just toasting. The wrapper and the binder, just slowly circling it in my hand, just basically rotating it in my hand. Now I'm going to toast the filler. Listen to that. By the way, I have the Tampa Fire Department TFD ready to go just in case, because this is a humongous lightation device. All right, puff and rotate. Oh, yeah. Hmm. That is good. Hmm. Our first few, I take the first few puffs, and that aroma goes right around your nose. Oh, heaven. Hmm. Magical. Blow on the foot of the cigar. I need just one more touch-up right on the end here. Fantastic. Hmm. Beautiful. All right. I need appropriate libation. As an accoutrement. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. My good friend John Russo Jr. over at Hamburg Brewing in the Western New York Theater of Operations and I have been working on a special collaboration for the last four months or so. We've got a very unique angle to a brewski. We're trying to infuse it with a very unique spice, a very unique flavor. All natural, of course. It's got to be brewed. It's got to be done naturally. It's not like we're going to just put in liquid. It's got to be fermented and brewed just naturally. I can't tell you what's in it yet because it is proprietary. But I will say this. It's got a little bit of IPA hoppiness with the smoothness of a lager with a little bit of a sweetness and a genteel spice. And I'm going to pour it. And actually, I get, a, I get an uh, email from John last Friday saying, General, shipment coming Saturday morning, FedEx delivery. Be ready for it. I said, all right. He said, I think after about 40 iterations, we may have it. And I, am, I tasted it. I'm going to taste it again now. We're not quite there, but let me take another sip. Let me say... Cheers. Mm. Mm. I'll tell you what, fantastic selection and pairing with the Camacho Criollo. Again, this is going to be a medium-flavored beer with a medium-bodied cigar. Perfect pairing. Take another sip. Mm. Again, 
we're preparing this for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the river in Buffalo in August. We will have an announcement on that in the next few weeks. All I will tell you right now is you should save the date. Saturday, August 11th. In fact, let me just confirm that on my calendar here. I want to make sure it is August 11th. I believe it is. Saturday, August 11th will be the date of the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the river. Downtown Buffalo. Buffalo River Works. Mark it down. Tickets will go on sale in early to mid-May. We've got plenty of time. Just mark it down. Don't take any vacations around that. Or for those of you that are looking to come into Buffalo, just mark it down. Wait for the official announcement, which, as I said, will be probably early May when we open up ticket sales and give you all the info. But we are planning to release it very limited just to our attendees, our guests at the Alpha Pleasure Fest in Buffalo. But this has got some very unique spices, very unique fruitiness to it. That's all I will say. Again, got the the body of an IPA with the subtleness of a lager with some nice spice and a little bit of sweetness. It's a very complex beer. Cannot wait to get the final blend. We've been working on it, as I said, for about four months. It's trial, it's error, but we are getting close. So very excited to be working with my good buddies over at Hamburg Brewing, one of the finest craft brewers, not only in the Western New York Theater of Operations, but in the country. Their beer's major, major uh, acclaim. So take a puff here, take a sip mm. of my special beer from Hamburg Brewing. Again, I already know what the name is going to be. I cannot release anything. But you, if you attend the Alpha Pleasure Fest in Buffalo, Saturday, August 11th, 2018, you will be amongst the first in the country, in the world, to sample this beautiful beer that I have just enjoyed. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about Facebook. I'm going to talk about Tiger Woods. Tiger. Because something is going on there that I think is spells doom for all men. Not just celebrities, but all men. We will get to it. And in our next hour for our Cigar Masters series, we will be joined by John Huber, the co-founder, co-owner, co-proprietor of Crown Head Cigars. We featured three of their incredible cigars for the March 2018 Officers Club selection that everybody is enjoying, including the, the Four Kicks, their initial cigar they launched in 2011, the La Carême Luminosa. Great acclaim on all of those cigars. John will join us in hour number two. The General is now on Instagram. Follow him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. <laughs> that could be interesting, and we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar Day. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts, 
You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. And the winner of the first Nobel Pleasure Prize for Outstanding Achievement in Advancing the Alpha Male Good Life is your General Cigar Dave. All right. Previous segments, I talked about, briefly touched about what's going on with Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg, Zuck you, Zuck off. Mark Zuckerberg, the founder, co-founder, CEO of Facebook. Sheryl Sandberg, the chief operating officer. Now, Mark Zuckerberg, well, first of all, let's talk about Facebook because Facebook has, all of these various social media have been incredibly intrusive into our private lives. I have no problem. People want to post things, great. But all of a sudden, when an app goes into other parts of your phone, your contact list, your email, your your location, I have a huge problem with that. And let's face it, when we sign up for these services and they say, do you agree to our terms of service? The terms of service are 588 pages. It's ridiculous. And it is data mining. They're after all our data, and then they can, they can take uh, advertisers, and then they can geosync and georeference and all that other technical mumbo-jumbo. It's ridiculous. It's intrusive. There's going to be a backlash. There is a backlash, and we're seeing it now, where it was other outside firms taking that data. And even, even Facebook knowing certain things and doing things, being incredibly pervasive into our private lives. And so they're getting called on the carpet. And now Mark Zuckerberg, who has political aspirations, we've seen him don a suit and tie. He always wears a T-shirt, looks like a schlump. But then he rents a suit and uh, puts on a nice clip-on tie and goes to Iowa or other states, New Hampshire, trying to really become like a politician and, and start uh, looking like he really he fits and, and he, he, he could be a president, uh, presidential-type material. No chance. He's got no personality, no charisma, no personality. He's a tech geek. Great, he's a billionaire. Does not relate to the average American. 
again, makes Hillary Clinton look like uh, just the most incredible, outgoing, phenomenal candidate in the history of politics. But Zuckerberg, who wants to be the sit in the Oval Office, Sheryl Sandberg, who's the chief operating officer, wrote the book, Lean In, telling women we need to we need to get a seat at the table. We need to lean in and take charge. I remember seeing on all the various uh, network news, the Today Show, Good Morning America, CNN, you name it. She was everywhere. Book tour, speaking tour. We need to lean in. We need to be, women need to take their place. We can't just sit idly by. Speak up. Very integral part of the growth and rise of Facebook. And what happens when all of a sudden they are called out on the carpet, when the publicity is incredibly negative, when they are getting barraged and getting fired upon in every direction, what does CEO Mark Zuckerberg, who wants to be president, who wants to sit in that Oval Office, what does Chief Operating Officer Sheryl Sandberg, who tells all women, take your rightful place at the table, lean in, don't be afraid, speak up, what do they do when all of a sudden they're getting barraged with negative publicity and looking bad and, and incredible fallout? What they do is the total antithesis of what they are telling everyone else publicly. Sheryl Sandberg saying, lean in, take your place, speak up. Mark Zuckerberg, oh, I want to be in that Oval Office. I want to be president. I want to be a leader. What do they do? They run, they hide, they retreat into their safe space. They follow the French Army playbook. Wave the white flag, go into the bunker, into their safe space. Don't say a word. Don't be, they're not heard from, they're not seen. They just put their little hands over their ears and say, I can't hear anything, I can't hear anything, I can't hear anything. Not listening to what you're saying. That's fact. That is 100% true. They run away. A real alpha, a real leader gets right up to that microphone and says, we have big problems, and we have allowed this to fester, and we need to really re-examine what we as a company need to do. We've gotten too big, or we've gotten big. Maybe we've gotten, we didn't realize how in, uh, encroaching we were on people's privacy and private lives. We need to scale that back. We need to take a good, hard look, and I commit that we're going to make those appropriate changes. They didn't do that, didn't say anything. Instead, he's saying, oh, yeah, well, we've scraped a lot of your messenger data. And, and Sergeant Steve, didn't you tell me, I believe you told me that, that he came out and said that in, in Facebook Messenger, they actually call through people's messages and, and delete certain things and censor th certain things. Am I correct on that? He mentioned it in a Vox.com interview that they do use the Messenger app and will scan through the messages and block inappropriate things. And that, to me, is inappropriate in and of itself. Privacy. I don't use the Messenger app. I don't use Facebook that much. I've really cut back on Facebook. And a lot of people are fed up with Facebook because it's gotten so intrusionary and because they've gone into taking private data and confidential data. And you can say, well, once you're, you're on it, you, you lose privacy. No, I'm sorry. I don't buy that. There's a limited amount. Sure, they can use ads to tailor what you like. But when it goes to the point where they're going into your emails and contact list and location, big problem with that. No ifs, no ends, no buts. But they hide. They're nowhere to be found. So again, it is the typical hypocrisy we see from the libs. Sheryl Sandberg, big dem. Zuckerberg, big dem, big libs. Zuckerberg, 
I want to be, I want to be the commander in chief. I want to sit in the Oval Office. I want to be in that situation room. Well, all of a sudden, if something happens where we're attacked or there's some issue around the world, he's going to say, I'm not going to the situation room. I'm not going to the Oval Office. I need to go to my safe space. You're going to run and hide? You want to be president? Guess what? He just lost any chance he had of being commander-in-chief and president of the United States. Because all I need to do is, if I'm running against him, say, tell you what, when he ran his own company and the shiatsu hit the fan, what did he do? He didn't lead. He ran to his safe space, his little safe room. Done. Political ambitions squashed. And he's not a likable guy. Sheryl Sandberg, the COO, same thing. Lean in. Women should take their rightful place. We, can't, we have to speak up. We have, to, we have to tell men that we are our rightful, we, we have our rightful place. Great, I'm all for equal opportunity. No problem. Equal rights. I have no problem with that. But you're telling women, big book that's on the New York Times bestseller li- li- list, and, and every media, lib media, makes you their media darling saying, oh, this is phenomenal. Yes, you go, girl. Helen Reddy, I am woman, hear me roar. And then all of a sudden, when things really get tough, you're nowhere to be found. You're the chief operating officer. Zuckerberg, the CEO, co-founder, and you hide? You learn about people when times get tough. I always say, tough times don't last, tough people do. You learn what happens when all of a sudden the shiatsu hits the fan. When times get tough, when there's incoming fire left, right, above, below, you learn the true character, the true nature of people when you see that happening. And what are the true nature of Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, Sheryl Sandberg, the chief operating officer? Their true character is that when times get tough, they run, they hide. They're weak, wussified betas. Sheryl Sandberg, for all her jumping up and down about women need to lean in, be, take control of the conversation, take charge, get their rightful place, what did she do? She ran. She has lost all credibility. Sheryl, sweetheart, Zucky baby, I don't ever want to hear you one time talk about how righteous you are, how pious, how you should lean in, women should take their place, and I want to be president, I want to be commander-in-chief. You have just screwed the proverbial pooches. Now, this is something I want to get to. Tiger Woods was in a relationship with Kristen Smith. Tiger Woods was in a relationship with Kristen Smith, blonde, good-looking gal, almost looks like his first wife, Ellen Nordegren in a relationship with Kristen Smith from 2015 to 2017. Smith supposedly ended the romance after suspecting Tiger had been unfaithful. Okay, big deal. Now, apparently, when they decided to end the relationship, when they broke up, she signed a non-disclosure agreement. And I'm sure there was a financial payment to her. Now, all of a sudden, she wants to rip up the non-disclosure agreement. What is, because now that Tiger all of a sudden is resurrecting his golf career, now all of a sudden Tiger Woods at the Masters and looks like he may be competitive once again, she wants to cash in. To me, this is disgusting. If you want to go in, and this is for both men and women, if you're in a relationship with someone, whether they're famous, not famous, if it breaks up, man breaks up with a woman, woman breaks up with a man, you had the relationship, you had good times, it ended, you move on. You don't publicly excoriate the other person. You don't go out and reveal all the private details of what happens in the bedroom or the nature of your relationship. And yet we're seeing more and more of that today. It's repulsive because everybody wants to cash in. 
And this woman, Kristen Smith, I'm sure got a pretty good chunk of cash from Tiger to keep her mouth shut. Now, all of a sudden, she signs it voluntarily. She wants to break it. It's obscene. And for any of these women that are doing that, men, you better be careful because we're seeing more and more of this nonsense. What happened to what stays behind closed doors? What happens behind closed doors stays behind closed doors. Those days are gone. Hour two of The Cigar Dave Show is next. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, the last few weeks I have been raving about the March 2018 Officers Club selection. The Crown Head Sampler, including the Four Kicks, the original cigar from Crown Heads. Their Luminosa, a beautiful mild to medium bodied cigar. And their Le Carême, which is an off-the-charts magnificent cigar superb and i've been raving about it and the men behind or one of the men behind these great cigars that is the co-owner of crowned head cigars will be joining us john huber along with mike condor they have created a very successful artisanal boutique cigar company and it will be our delight in our cigar masters hour today on the Cigar Dave Show to be joined by John Huber as we talk Crownhead cigars, get into the world and get into the background, everything you need to know about their fantastic lineup. As always, we welcome you back, hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show. I always remind you, don't forget, go to CigarDave.com, upper right-hand corner, follow me, social media, whether it is Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all the major social media, although Facebook, I've got to tell you, I'm getting a little fed up with Zuckerberg, as I said in the first hour. Zuckerberg and with uh, with uh, Sheryl Sandberg, they've been hiding. I love Sheryl Sandberg saying, women, we need to lean in. Zuckerberg, I want to run for president. What's the first thing when the shiatsu hits the fan? They all go to their safe space. They're nowhere to be found. Big backlash against Facebook for privacy, and we got into that in the first hour, and we'll get into that in the weeks ahead. But it is my pleasure to welcome, joining us, on our Cigar Masters microphone, live from their corporate headquarters in Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, USA, John Huber, the co-founder, co-owner, co-proprietor of Crown Head Cigars. John, great to have you front and center on the Cigar Dave Show. Dave, great to be here. It's good to catch up with you, man, <clears throat> for sure. Absolutely. And I know you're feeling a little bit under the weather uh, the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Uh, you've gotten what's gone around, so uh, uh, I know hopefully you'll be able to make it through today, and I'm sure you've probably backed off on those great Crown Head cigars for the last couple of weeks. I, You know, actually, um, I got the antibiotics Friday, and, and so I didn't smoke Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I think I started back on Tuesday because I wanted to see if my palate was coming back around, and I'm actually smoking a cigar right now. So I know it's don't probably overdo not it. the smartest thing to do. No, don't overdo it. Sinus and- infection or whatever but it, it just um it kills me not to be able to smell and taste but it, it's coming back so 
Um, All right. Yeah, well, no, don't overdo we're, it. We're getting don't it. overdo it. You got to get rid of that. And knock that thing out. Otherwise, it uh, lingers. John, you and yes. I go way back, back to the CAO days when mm-hmm. you were, I, I think the correct title was, what were you, Director of Marketing and Brand Management for CAO? I'm trying to go uh, back. I can't even remember we, what your title was. The, tighter, the titles were long and distinguished, my friend. They, we, we started off with the uh, Manager of Shipping. I was a shipping right. manager for, for about five months and then progressed to the what was it? Director of Promotions and Public Relations. That was the title that John came up with. And then I went, uh, started, you know, working my way up the chain. I said, I want to be the CMO. Okay, here's your new business card. So I was like chief marketing <laughs> officer for a couple of years, which meant absolutely nothing. And right. then um, we had the, the restructuring. We got serious about things. And, and that's when um, my actual title till the end was Director of Lifestyle Marketing. So, and that, that actually... I stole that title from a guy at Red Bull because I thought it was a cool title. And they asked me, well, what do you, how would you define your position? I'm like, director of lifestyle marketing? Okay. So, yeah, it was a very imperfect science back in those days. But that's, that's Well, and you really brought a, very unique, you brought a very unique uh, perspective to the lifestyle marketing to CAO at the time. Very revolutionary on a number of your cigars that you've carried through to crowned heads. But talk yeah. about uh, how you got in the cigar industry because you and uh, Tim Osgener – Go way back. I think you were, if I'm not mistaken, weren't you a college uh, fraternity brothers? Yes and no. Um, we were not. I was never in a frat. Um, we attended the same school, but we didn't know each other. We were uh, like four years apart, so I was exiting as he was entering kind of thing. And, um, and that was at we USC? Went, yeah, University of Southern California. So we didn't know each other at that time, and, and I got into the industry because literally I was just doing, I was one of those, you know, early midlife crisis and, and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do for a quote unquote living. And, and very long story short, I, I narrowed it down to two, two fields, either wine or cigars. And I found a copy of Cigar Aficionado magazine, started buying cigars, started writing letters to all the companies that I found in, in said magazine, got turned down by everybody, including a local retail tobacconist that would not hire me for $7 an hour. And God bless John Osgener steps in and, and calls me up one day at my, my temp job that I had at the time and said, you, you know, I've, I've got a job in shipping if you want it. And I'm like, well, let me come interview. So we, we did a couple of interviews, and that's literally how I got my foot in the door back at CAO. It was April 15th, 1996 was my start date. 1996. So you've been in the cigar industry now 22 years. And clearly yeah. you joined CAO, and really they were a very small boutique company, and they, mm. uh, with your assistance, grew into really uh, – you know, a major boutique company and really cutting edge. And a lot of the same cutting edge lifestyle marketing programs and, and branding uh, methods that CAO used, you have brought over to Crown Heads. And let's talk about the transition going from CAO to Crown Heads. CAO was sold. And in fact, I should bring this up. One of the great memories I have of doing this show now is going to be 23 years in uh, wow. July. I know, it's, it's, it's crazy, but one of the great memories I have is at the very end, after CAO, just before they were sold, or after, I think they were sold, and you threw a huge bash in Nashville yes. at the CAO headquarters right near John C. Toon International Airport, Correct. and uh, we did a live uh, Cigar Day broadcast from there. We had Easy Ed Pendino, our uh, great engineer, <laughs> who came up, and we spent about four days. And you put us up at the Hermitage, one of the great hotels, mm-hmm. and we had a magnificent time. One of the great 
times I will always remember, not just for the show, but the bonding, the camaraderie, the fellowship. We went down to Broadway, which is the yeah. big entertainment district in Nashville. We sampled great, great uh, Tennessee whiskey. A lot of Jack was consumed that weekend. <laughs> great music, great food, and, uh, and great fellowship. And actually, I think that was the first weekend that you met your girlfriend at the time, That's Laura, correct. now your wife. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, well, it was 2010. And yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, Laura was at that party, too. It was, it was the Sucker Punch custom motorcycle. Sucker party, Punch, the, yeah, the motorcycle was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, that was a good time. Very fond memories. In fact, I think um, we have that, Laura and I have that picture of us at that party up somewhere in the house. But, yeah, that was so, God, it feels like more like 20 years ago, but it was actually only eight years ago. Yeah. I know, and and it was a great time. It really was, and it was. again, the number of people that came in, and I got to meet uh, John Rich, one of the big country music stars, very nice mm-hmm. guy, and uh, the big quarterback, uh, formerly at Vanderbilt, who I don't know if he's going to be playing this year. He was there as well, uh, made a surprise appearance. I didn't know you guys. I didn't know he knew liked cigars, but I guess he and uh, Tim were good friends at the time. Was it uh, Jay Cutler? Yeah, Jay Cutler. No, is that what's his name? What's the guy's name? I don't even know. I can't remember. No, is Jay Cutler. Jay, no, it's Jay, not Jay Cutler. Yeah, Jake. Yeah, it was. It is. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah, he was him, playing for Denver at the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah. he came. It, and he that was, was there a fun for a while. time. I got to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, I have some very, very fond, fond memories of of those years at CAO. I mean, I, I kind of look back at it and think I, I got my undergrad degree in the business there, and but more than that, it was just like we really had a unique group of people and personalities that we were just all like it was almost like my second family really i mean maybe my first family because i spent more time with those guys on the road and in the office than i did you know at, at my home at, the, at that time we had a good time and i miss some of those guys like mickey peg and you know we had a it was very we were tight-knit it was almost more like a gang than than a, than a company we were we were we had a good time a lot of yeah a lot of fun a lot of laughs there's no question yeah. about it and yeah. through your association at cao mike condor who was a general mm-hmm. cigar for many years and uh, left General yes. Cigar as the VP of Sales. He was brought over to CAO by uh, Tim and Kano um, Osgener to mm-hmm. be a sales consultant, then came in as VP of Sales, and you both hooked up. And now, uh, by the way, I should say that that Mike at the time was very, very... I mean, he, he let's, let me give you the picture. He wore blue seersucker suits, very Southern, <laughs> from, from, from Louisville originally. Seersucker right. suits, button-down white shirt... You know, the little striped, uh, very conservative Brooks Brother ties. Yep. And there's been a major transformation, you hanging around him, John, because I'll tell you, you wouldn't recognize the guy now. He Shirts are untucked. He doesn't wear mm-hmm. ties. But went from that very conservative general cigar image to really more of, uh, I think, what Crown Heads is all about. That's just be yourself, have a good time, cutting yeah. edge. And that's when you both hooked up and decided you wanted to create your own artisanal cigar company. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Mike was actually, once we had that restructuring I was kind of briefly touching upon, um, Mike became my boss. And he over he oversaw the, the marketing company for the last couple of years while we were at CAO. <clears throat> and um, he and I always, when we hit it off right away, we just had a good, I mean, you couldn't have gotten more polar opposite in, ter- in terms of appearances, I think, than, than Mike and I. We seemed like two very different people. But for some reason we just gelled really well and worked really well together. And I learned a lot from Mike and I, I still do. And, um, you know, and then about, I would say maybe six months before the very end 
of the line at CAO came, you know, he just, he approached me and said, Hey, you know, do you want to do something after this is over? And I was like, sign me up. I'm done. Let's, let's do it. And so it was, it was that simple. I mean, he, he and I wanted to do our own thing. And I just told him, I said, you know, I just have a couple of, you know, boundaries here where I don't want to create CAO 2.0. I want to do something completely different. I want to do it kind of with the vision that, that I personally have. If you're open to doing it that way or discussing that, then let's go. And um, so our last day at CAO was December the 17th, 2010. And then on the 21st, we had our first meetings. And then we spent literally like the first month of January really just holed up in a room with giant sheets of white paper mapping out the structure, the philosophy, um, potential manufacturers, all that kind of stuff. And I think we announced Crown Heads in February of 11. So, yeah, it just it was very organic, very natural. It was a very easy transition, I think, to make um, going from there to what we're doing now. Well, that's where we'll pick it up when we continue our conversation with John Huber, the co-founder and co-owner, co-proprietor of Crowned Head Cigars. Those of you that are members of the Cigar Dave Officers Club, you are enjoying, I know, because I've gotten the emails and, and social media posts from people saying, loving the Four Kicks, the Luminosa, and especially that La Carême. And we'll talk about all those cigars. We'll talk about their evolution. And we'll talk about some of the new, unique cigars they have coming out, an interesting limited edition coming out from crown heads that by the way john i know you're going to save a box for me even though they're limited just a little hint there uh, <laughs> so so not so subtle of a hint from yeah, uh, from this global alpha slash demand wasn't it, i suppose but uh, well it was a polite demand how's it? listen when you're we're generally friends, used to barking friends, orders <laughs> absolutely all good so john huber our guest on our cigar masters hour here on the cigar dave shows we talk crown heads and we'll continue around the corner Get the latest cigars, hand-picked by the General, each month, delivered straight to your door. When you join the Cigar Dave Officers Club, for just $22.95 a month, you'll receive three premium cigars in a customized Ziploc Cigar Dave pouch. To join, go to CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. 
Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Cigar Dave Show, your passport to unabashed pleasure. The foremost authority on alpha male pleasure maneuvers that includes, but not limited to, cigars, spirits, diversions, dice, dames, everything with the alpha male good life. John Huber, the co-founder, co-owner, co-proprietor of Crowned Head Cigars, Artisanal Cigars, Based in Nashville, our guest, longtime friend, John started with CAO way back, and in 2011, he and Mike Condor decided they would, or 2010, they would create their own company, a little bit different, a little bit unique, not a little bit, very unique, certainly in their cigars, their, their brands, and Crown Heads was born, and John, I remember you came down to Tampa, this was really, I think, before you <coughs> had the name Crown Heads. And you said, want to come down? And then we spent a couple of days together. I had you over at the Pleasure Palace. We, we went yeah. to the Columbia, smoked some uh, good cigars, <clears throat> had a lot of nice libations and a lot of great times. And yeah, and uh, we were just kind of talking about this off air. But, I mean, we, I still have very fond memories. And I, I very much indebted to you personally because you were instrumental in getting us really starting it in the ball rolling as, you know, these two, you know, white guys from Tennessee that nobody knew really – that much about but i mean you took us and you introduced us to some key people and set us up with meetings with gustavo cura who people that don't know who that is he's a fantastic gentleman from uh oliva tobacco company he's yep. i think he's with now who's he with now but he, he used to be anyway he was a great tobacco broker tobacco man which that meeting with you in tampa led to us going down to nika with with gustavo and he was showing us around and, and introducing us to people. And then it just kind of the ball went rolling after that. So, yeah, I mean, you really were instrumental in, in getting the whole crown heads thing going in motion. So thank you. Well, I think when you, when you look at the cigar industry, John, you really, it's just really friendships from all sorts mm-hmm. of people. And that's the one thing that I say is that it's just like, the people that consume cigars, the people that are connoisseurs, the fellowship, the bonds that they have, it's the same thing with the manufacturers. Yes, you compete, but, you compete in a friendly way, and everybody enjoys their company. I mean, at, at the cigar retailers' conventions, at, at uh, other trade groups, everybody's smoking cigars, conversing. I'll see you smoking other people's cigars, and I you know, always kid you about it. And, and that's really <clears throat> the great, I think, the great unique um, element of the cigar industry is the fact that, yes, everybody competes, but they all realize that a rising tide lifts all boats. Absolutely. I mean, look, at the end of the day, this is I've always maintained that the premium cigar business is a relationship industry in that it's all about relationships, whether it be the rep to the store owner or the manufacturer to the to the brand owner or even from, you know, me to a consumer. I mean, for instance, I mean, every day 
I try to return every email I get to a consumer, whether it's, hey, can I get a sticker or a hat or, hey, I got a problem with this cigar or, hey, you guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. I mean, people, somebody that takes the time like that, you want to treat them the way you'd want to be treated. And it's all about relationships. And, and it's, it's a very unique industry in that because in this day and age, I mean, when I'm dealing with stuff outside of the cigar business or just, you know, whatever that may be, customer service is so lacking in this day and age. And people just don't treat people like they used to. And it's it sounds like a broken record, but you know, you make a phone call to a company and you got to go through, select this to tr- get to here, get to this, to this, to this. It's all automated. It's not personal. And it's like, in my opinion, this is one of those few industries where you can still, you should still connect with people, you know, instead of, you know, uh, an email, send a text. If you can't text, make a phone call. If you can't make a phone call, be there in person in the store. And it's, it, it means a lot. And I love that old school tradition and romance and, and, way of doing business that we still we still hold fast to so it's, it's very unique and it's very dear to my heart well john think about this when was the last time you went into a store a retail store you paid and the customer service rep or the salesperson said thank you for your business thanks call again come again yeah right it never happens yeah, ever exactly it, it, it mm-hmm. really is incredible i mean i my grandfather was in the wallpaper and paint business and whenever a customer would come in, he would say, thank you, call again. And that's, it, you're exactly right. It is lost it. But the cigar industry still has that uh, very unique friendship and bonds and, and camaraderie between all those that, uh, that are in it the It is. Industry. I mean, the, a cigar is the common denominator. I always say it's a common denominator. You go into a cigar store, which I think is today's barbershop of yesterday because there's one right. of the few places we can go and and have community and the brotherhood and a true sense of, of, of community. And, you know, you, whether it's a doctor or a bricklayer, you're smoking a cigar. You can, you have a conversation. Oh, what are you smoking? Oh, Fuente. Oh yeah. I'm smoking this, uh, you know, Monte Cristo or, or crown heads or whatever. And it's just, you know, it, it's, it's, it breaks down all the barriers, which is nice. And I think that it's important in our business since it's such a small niche business that you know you, you keep that personal connection you know for instance you know we, we we have a small online store where we sell merchandise and apparel and over the last you know few years that we launched it we have we've probably had close to a thousand orders of whether it be a hat or an ashtray or a mug or whatever just stuff like that and i've personally handwritten a buck slip to every single person that's made that order and, and the reaction is unanimous it's like i can't believe this guy took time to write a hand but that's what you should do. Whether you're selling cigars or you're selling newspapers or you're selling, you know, whatever. It's the, the power of a handwritten note. You are so correct. Large. John Huber, our, our co-owner and co-founder of Crownhead Cigars, our guest on our Cigar Masters Hour, will continue around the corner. Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Apple, Android, and Kindle devices. You can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. The Cigar Dave Show is available 24-7, 365 via the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, iPhone, as well as Amazon Kindle. 
You don't need to be in front of a radio. You just need to have your mobile device ready to go. And you can listen to me take on the enemies of pleasure. Talk about the alpha male good life as we talk cigars, spirits, diversions, grilling, everything associated with the alpha male good life. So go download the Cigar Dave mobile app today, presented by Diamond Crown. And you can listen to the show live, noon to 2 Eastern time, anywhere around the world. And as soon as the show is done, we run a continuous loop. The show is also available on demand, also our Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and the ability for you to record a message and send it directly to us. So go right now. If you've got an Android, an iPhone, or the Amazon Kindle, go and download the Cigar Dave mobile app presented by Diamond Crown. Never miss a minute of a Cigar Dave show with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Well, it's only appropriate we play a little country song, especially since Crown Heads is based in Nashville, Music City, USA. And John, I have to tell you that uh, when I've been up to visit you and Mike Condor, the other co-owner of, uh, of Crown Heads, John Huber, our guest today on our Cigar Masters Hour, Nashville keeps growing and growing and growing, and it was a quaint city when I first started going, but it's almost just like the Cigar City of Tampa. It's gotten, I think, too overbuilt. It's getting crazy. Yes, absolutely. That's uh, <laughs> Couldn't be closer to the truth. I, you know, it, it's not the city that I knew when I moved here in you know, the late 90s, <clears throat> mid-90s. But um, and it's not even the same city I knew five, ten years ago. It's 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 almost like to the point where like when Laura and I, my wife and I, we moved out of the city like seven years ago just to have a little bit of more room to, to breathe, so to speak. And I said, you, you know, we had this conversation. I said, do you, do you ever miss, you know, living in the city and, you know, we don't have to commute or anything? And then we realized that everything that we would miss about the city doesn't even exist anymore. Because right. it, it, it's just a different place. You know, you, it's almost like um, nostalgia at this point. Yeah, no question. Times, you have to change with the times, or the times will change you. And Nashville, Tampa, True. both have changed dramatically. Let's talk, before we get into the change at Crowned Heads with some of the new lines and new brands, let's mm -hmm. talk about the first cigar where it all began, Four Kicks, introduced in 2011. I remember when you gave me the, the sample blend from Ernesto Perez Carrillo, Great cigar, and you said we're going to call it Four Kicks. I said, "What? What's Four <laughs> Kicks?" So let's go back to 2011 because sure. some of your other cigars, some of the naming convent, like Headley Grange, and some of these other yeah. other names are definitely unique. But let's talk about Four Kicks because really that was where it all began, and to me, that is still a phenomenal cigar seven years later. Yeah, and you know, I, I still to this day um, get emails and social media comments saying that. You know, to this day, Four Kicks is still my favorite cigar you guys have done. And we've done a lot of cigars um, in terms of regular production brands, limited editions, annual releases, shop exclusives. We've been been very active over the last seven years. But Four Kicks really kind of struck a chord. And that was very intentionally done because when we were working on that blend with Ernie, um, we wanted something that would kind of be the foundation that would stand the test of time. And that blend had to be something that was 
easily approachable by a novice smoker as well as appreciated by a seasoned cigar enthusiast who could appreciate the complexity and the balance of the cigar. So a lot of thought, a lot of validation, a lot of selection of the tobaccos went into creating what became Four Kicks. Um, and, you know, my hat's off completely to, to Ernie on that one because he really, you know, took us by the hand and really kind of showed us the way on, on how to select tobaccos, how to blend the tobaccos, how to create something that you could continually, you know, perpetuate for years to come. And, and you know, because a lot of people don't realize you, you come out with a great blend, but how do you keep that consistency in the blend next year and five years from now and 10 years from now? And that's that's where the genius of somebody like Ernesto Perez Carrillo comes in. And that's really, you know, all, all the credit I, in the world I give to him. Well, it, it, to me, it's a medium-bodied cigar, a lot of flavor, very rich, uh, and it just has a lot of finesse to it. It's a very, very uh, bright cigar, not overpowering, very smooth. Right. Don't let the dark wrapper fool you. And Four Kicks comes from a, a song, I believe. Yes, it's a Kings of Leon song, and um, <clears throat> the song is called Four Kicks. But if, if you go back and you look at the lyrics, it was, it was more lyrically inspired than anything else. And that was just kind of where my mind was at the time. I was very anti-big machine, anti-corporate. You know, we're going to show you little guy takes on the big guy kind of thing. And, you know, we get our guns from the south, four kicks, who's strutting now. That was really what the inspiration for the, for the brand name was. And that's that's really what it, what it became. And it's funny because for the first couple of years, people didn't know if it was some, – somebody were – people were saying, oh, it's just for kicks, like F-O-R-K-I-C-K-S. And I'm like, no, it's four, F-O-U-R. But in retrospect, I think it was a good name because it created conversation and question. And it's also something that could be easily parlayed into other things besides cigars. I could easily see like a four kicks whiskey or bourbon or, you know, it's just it has a very, you know, uh, creative name to it, I think. And and so we, we, we put a lot of thought into everything that we do, the packaging, the bands, that the names, the stories, everything has to exist for a reason in our world. And, and to this day, you know, I'm knock on wood. We, we, we haven't just thrown something against the wall and called it like, you know, Florida, da, 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 da. You know, it's just, it's always had a reason to exist. Well, and that brings us to the next cigar you launched in 2012, Headley Grange. Correct. Another very unique name and a very unique cigar. Yes, uh, that was our sophomore release, again, with Ernie, with Ernesto Perez Carrillo. And um, that was my first time working with uh, Sumatra wrapper, um, Sumatra grown in Ecuador, Sumatra seed. And that's one of Ernie's favorites. He loves that wrapper. He loves that tobacco. And <clears throat> we started working with that, but to kind of go back behind that, I said I was obsessing on this one song by actually the drums on one song by uh, Led Zeppelin is called When the Levee Breaks. And this, this, the drums on the intro are very heavy and thick and plodding and ominous. And they just have this echo and resonance and weight to them. And I was like, how do I translate that sound into a taste, into a mouthfeel? And I told Mike, I said, I've got this idea where I want this cigar to taste like, like these drum sound. At this time, we didn't have a name for anything. And he's like, this is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. And I'm like, let's call Ernie. So we put Ernie on the speakerphone. I played. <laughs> Who, the by the way, is a drummer, it. a musician by he trade. Was, it was a former drummer, correct? And we played the drums for him. I said, "Okay, I, I want to make a cigar taste the way these drums sound." And it was like silence for about two or three seconds. Then he was like, "Okay, I got it." And so we we were very simpatico. Like we we spoke the same language in terms of that. And so 
it was funny that this sonic kind of inspiration created what became the flavor inspiration. So then we went down and started working with the tobaccos and that's how we came up with Sumatra and we started tasting and blending and this, that, and the other. And, you know, I remember the day very clearly. It was like, as soon as we, we smoked the cigar, it was like, ah, this is it. And it was right after we had a lunch at this Italian restaurant in, in Santiago of all places, the best Italian food, but it's in Santiago. So we had gone from the factory, ate lunch. We're on our way back to the factory. And he's like, okay, try this one. I lit it up. I'm like, bam. I was like, this is it. And so that was the cigar. And then when we went to go name the cigar, I did a little bit more R&D behind the drums and, and the sound. And there was a movie at that time, a documentary called It Might Get Loud. And in this documentary, they talk um, to Jimmy Page about the recording of When the Levee Breaks. And he mentions the drums specifically and he walks into this house, and this house is called Headley Grange. It was built in 1795 in England. And he says, the acoustics of this room are what made the drum sound like that. We didn't have any you know, crazy machines or you know, auto-tune or any of this stuff. So we, we set up the drum kit at the basement, or the, the base of the, of the stairway. And that, that heavy, thick sound is from this particular structure. So I'm like, that's it. We're going to call it Headley Grange. And so again... <laughs> You might think I'm crazy, but I said, well, think about it. You know, there's a great Australian wine. It's uh, Grange, it's uh, uh, Shiraz. I think it's um, from the Grange, whatever. It's just had a very innocuous Headley Grange kind of, I don't know. There's something about that name and it stuck. And um, that cigar went on to make Cigar Aficionado's top 25 of the year. And uh, to this day, it does very well for us. So. Well, I remember when you told me about the background behind it, the drum beat. And I remember looking mm-hmm. at Mike Condor saying, he's nuts. Put him in a hole. I know, right? Something's not right. <laughs> I know, but if I had a dime every time I told that story, you're right. About making a you're cigar right. And taste, it turned out like, great, right? And it's and now it turned, all of a sudden, you know, six years later, everybody thinks, "Oh, that's genius." At that time, they thought I was crazy. So, who knows? Whatever. But yeah, yeah that was well, the inspiration for Headley. But the thing, John, is that you and Mike uh, again. I guess is uh, John Huber from Crown Heads, one of the co-founders, co-proprietors of crown head cigars artisanal cigars but that's your whole mentor really is we want to be different we want to be unique we don't have to be like the corporate big guys so everything you've done including the next cigar we'll talk about the jd howard reserve again another unique name another unique cigar is very different than the traditional conservative cigar manufacturers yeah i mean we we if you want to narrow it down to one thing our, our, our kind of our corporate mantra if we had a corporate mantra was is carve your own path. In other words, the mission statement was when the rules don't make sense, carve your own path. And we kind of narrow that down into a little modern hashtag CYOP. And that's just it. It's like you don't have to do things the way your parents did or your grandparents did. You don't have to do the, the things that the guy next door does. You can do whatever you want. You just got to put your mind to it and go after it and, and create your own reality, basically carve your own path. So that's that's kind of how we operate on a day-to-day. All right, the next cigar we're going to talk about, I, I'm going to lead you into it by saying this. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. <laughs> Jericho Hill, yes. There you go. All right, yeah, no, um, huge influence. Um, I've always been a fan. When I was a little kid, uh, my mom used to play Johnny Cash albums all the time. And so I, you know, I used to hear Cash when I was seven, eight, nine years old. And at the time, I was living in California. I grew up in San Francisco. So, you know, I'm not exactly a country music guy, but there was something about him. And as I got older, I started to appreciate things like authenticity and integrity and just the way a man lives his life. 
I became more and more enamored with cash. So fast forward to we're at Crown Heads. And when I, in our office, we have a four foot wide by six foot high metal photo, like a photo that's been sublimated onto the, the metal of Johnny Cash. And every day I see Johnny Cash on there. So at some point I just kind of go, there's something here. There's this, this guy's looking at me every single day. But I didn't want to do like the man in black cigar or the cash cigar. I didn't want to do anything too literal. So at that time, this is like 2014, I was kind of obsessing on Folsom Prison um, Live 1968 recording. And there was a song in there called Cocaine Blues. And very long story short, everything about Jericho Hill traces back to either that album or that song. So Jericho Hill is where the sheriff was from that you know, arrests the, the protagonist who is uh, Willie Lee. Uh, the 44S size of, of the Corona that we do in there is, refers to the gun that he shot his woman with. And, you know, there, you can look this all up online. It's a, it's a boring story. But Jericho Hill is basically our very quiet tribute to Johnny Cash. It was inspired by him. John Huber, the co-founder, co-owner of Crownhead Cigars based in Nashville. Artisanal Cigars, our Cigar Master's guest today. When we come back for the final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show, we'll continue our conversation with, with John, and we will talk about a couple of cigars that I love, the Tennessee Waltz, which is a very, very unique cigar, and La Carême and Luminosa, a couple of their newer cigars, La Carême, off the charts. We'll continue with John right around the corner. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with The General now at Cigar Dave Show. In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers. Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. In this difficult and challenging time, when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is gonna be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple cap using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy, and you're going to bootleg, and that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it. 
Well, we talked about Crowned Head's Jericho Hill cigar. Johnny Cash, the inspiration. Who doesn't love Johnny Cash? Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Everybody loves Johnny Cash. I don't care if you're a country music fan or not. Johnny Cash, a legend, no doubt about it. Rejoined by John Huber, our final segment of this hour Cigar Masters series of Crowned Head Cigars, along with uh, Mike Condor. They formed Crowned Heads back in 2010. First cigar launched 2011, the Four Kicks. And one of the cigars, John, that I saw when I was up there years ago, un- there's no band or anything. You had it in bulk, and I grabbed one and just lit it up. I'm like, this is fantastic. What is it? And you said, Tennessee Waltz. Tell me about it. Yes. <clears throat> so Tennessee Waltz goes back to 2014, and we just really wanted to do something to little, kind of pay a little bit of you know tribute to the guys that really kind of were in our corner initially, which are all the retail tobacco stores in and around Nashville and in Tennessee. And I think we have maybe 40 now. But so we created this blend, um, Connecticut Broadleaf blend with the Garcias at my father's cigars. And we created Tennessee Waltz. So this was a cigar and one Batola. It's a five and a half by 52. It doesn't have a band. It has an orange foot ribbon on it. And the genesis of the idea of Tennessee Waltz was when my grandparents, who basically raised me, um, when they were were on my mother's side, when they first met at a dance hall back in like you know the early 40s, the song that was playing when they first danced was called Tennessee Waltz. And my, you know my grandmother told me that story when I was a kid. My grandfather told me that story, and it always kind of stuck in my head. And it was it was a tribute to my grandfather, who was like the most important man in my life. And, um, you know, he passed away in 1981, but, you know, every day I think about him. So it was my way of kind of, to this day, we even put like a little insert with the story behind Tennessee Waltz in each box. And that's great story and and great inspiration. No, no question about it. Um, let's, let's hit on a couple of other cigars real quickly here, because there's a new cigar that you've just launched in cooperation with Altadis that I want to get to, but two Mm -hmm. other cigars that were in the officers, March 8, 2018 officers club selection. One is La Carême off Mm -hmm. the charts, the taste of dark chocolate espresso, uh, you know, off the charts, John, magnificent cigar. Since 2011, I have, been begging Ernie I want to do something with you with Broadleaf and literally like every year when we would go and talk about what we're going to do for the the coming year he would be like no no Broadleaf Broadleaf's off the table not enough yield I don't have enough Broadleaf so every year I'd get shot down couldn't do anything with Broadleaf with Ernie and then finally we got to a point where we could and so we started working on this particular blend and when we got to the final blend selection and I tasted I'm like I called him up and I'm like man this thing is so good. He goes, yeah, isn't it though? He goes, it's really rich. I said, yeah, it's, 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 it's very rich. He goes, it smokes like a chocolate souffle. This is what Ernie says, literally. And it was like, bing, like light bulb moment. So I researched chocolate souffle, find that there's a celebrity chef back in the 1700s in France named Marie-Antoine Carême. And he was, you know, credited with popularizing the souffle and the chocolate souffle, hence the name, the Carême. But and um, is yes. that is that a limited cigar, John? No, it's a regular production line. Um, we actually released it two years ago. It started, but we just recently released a limited edition Batola Bella Cosos Fino, um, 
in that particular blend um, in a round format instead of the trunk press that the, the normal Ecorem comes in. So the Bellicosa Which is what you Pinos, sent me, which is off the charts. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And then the, no, no, the limited it's phenomenal edition, stuff. Outstanding. Yep. Thank you. And again, Ernie, Ernie, that's that's the, the genius of Ernesto Perez Carrillo. You know, no and, doubt about what, it. Now, let's quickly look at Luminosa, another cigar yes. we featured in the Officers Club. Now, that you use a proprietary blend. You don't really say, but I can tell you, it's a beautiful morning or midday cigar, very creamy, very buttery, just a nice balanced cigar all the way. I tell people that that particular cigar, especially the Petit Corona and that lineup with a cup of coffee in the morning is like peanut butter and jelly. They're just, it's, they were made to go with one another. We wanted that blend. We wanted that cigar because it was a hole in the portfolio that we didn't have filled at the time. It was, we needed something that wasn't heavy and dark and, and medium to full. We wanted something that was easily you know, enjoyed in the morning. So we started working with, with Ernie. And I can tell you that the wrapper is Connecticut, Ecuador. But it has a little bit more, a little more heft to it, a little bit more structure than your typical Connecticut cigar. Um, it's 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 got just the right balance of finesse, balance, creaminess, butteriness, and a little bit of spice. Big fan of that cigar, and especially the Petit Corona, uh, the Robusto, fantastic. All right, now last but not least, you have collaborated with Altatus USA, as they have collaborated yeah. with some other boutique manufacturers to create a new cigar called Ciudad de Musica. Very right. interesting play, uh, uh, because that's Spanish for City of Music in reference to Nashville, your, your headquarters town. And you created that also with Ernesto Perez Carrillo in conjunction with Altatus. Correct, yeah. And it was like, I don't think a lot of people saw that one coming because we've always been the very much the little boutique, rebellious, anti-corporate, uh, company and so quite honestly like I told you off air I was very surprised when when we were approached by Altidus to create you know they, they basically came to Mike and Mike then relayed the message to me they want us to do our riff on Monte Cristo and I'm like what and at first I was just like I thought it was a joke I'm like why would they want us a B I'm like you know I, I still I'm still that, that guy that was buying Cigar Aficionado magazine in 1994 95 reading about Ernesto Perez Carrillo reading about Monte Cristo about Cuban cigars and I'm like now they want us to do a riff on that iconic Cuban brand from 1935 are you kidding me so I was just like I almost like I didn't believe it for a while and then when I realized it was serious um, I, I went to work on it trying to figure out the the story behind it more or less and I was having a hard time with it for about a month I couldn't kind of come up with anything that would stick or make sense and then I came up with this whole story and, and I, it's a long story to get into, but it, it's the story that that's on the insert with each box of Ciudad de Musica. Um, and it's a fictitious character. And I'll be honest with you, I wrote the story on my phone one Sunday afternoon, and I just literally texted it to Mike Condor as it was on my phone. And he's like, this is great. Where did you find this? This is a great story. How did you come up? Where did you find it? He thought it was a true story. And initially, the people at AUSA thought it was a true story. And I said, no. It's completely fictitious, and I wrote so, it. On so, real my quick, because we're tight on time, John. But tell me, yeah. uh, the tell me the blend real quick and the complexion of the cigar real quick. Sure, sure. It's 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 a Habano wrapper. It's a Nicaraguan binder and filler, medium, medium to full. It's um, initially it was supposed to be just for Casa de Monte Cristo, which shares the same acronym CDM as Ciudad de Musica. That was intentionally done. Um, it's, a, it's it's essentially a, a very super premium cigar that we created. That's okay, the a complexion, real quick, John, because we're, we're tight on time. Complexion, mild, medium, full. Medium, medium to full. Medium. 
Fantastic. The Ciudad de Musica collaboration between Crown Heads and Altadas, along with all their great cigars from Four Kicks to La Carême, Luminosa, Headley Grange, great cigars. John Huber, the co-founder, co-proprietor of Crown Heads Cigars, as always, my friend, we appreciate you joining us on our Cigar Masters series. Cigar Dave, the general, say Mayor Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Next week, we come to you from the Sun and Fun Air Show in Lakeland.